Welcome back to Mama Mystery. I am your host, Kelly. Today's episode is going to be a Mama Minute where I just chat about everything that has nothing to do with true crime. So um, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot this summer is how I can deliver more content to our listeners, but especially to our Patreons, because I feel like I am just really lacking when it comes to our Patreon um, content. And so I'm very much aware of that. And I really did think that once school started, things would get better and I would have more time to kind of focus on writing and getting things out. But then I thought too, you know, I spend so much time in the pickup line at my kids' school that maybe what I'll try to do is record Mama Minutes from my car while I'm sitting there waiting. And um, it can just be like chit chat type of content um, if you guys are into that kind of thing. But uh, anyway, I tried to do that today with a cheap little microphone that I found on Amazon and it sounded like complete dog shit. So then I was like, okay, well, I'll just go home and record what I was going to say in my car. My hope is that by next week, I will hopefully have a better mic that I actually can just record things from my car. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I do enjoy podcasts that are just kind of like conversational chit chat type of podcasts. I listen to Just Be with Bethany Frankel. I love her. Um, people love or hate her, but she she's a powerhouse when it comes to social media and content and all of that. The whole realm of like reality. I don't want to say TV because she's not in reality TV anymore, but now she's like this producer of content and she does it all direct to the consumer. So there's no editing. I just really like that about her. Um, It's all very real. Anyway, I also like this podcast called Parked Car Convos with Maddie Mitchell. And I feel like she does a really good job and she has kind of inspired me to um, take the podcast that I currently have the next step further by having these type of conversational episodes. So all of that is to say that today I want to talk about a few things. The first thing I want to talk about is something that I think a lot of you will be able to relate to, which is the pickup line. So um, if you are a mother or a parent and you are responsible for picking up your kid or dropping them off at school, then you have undoubtedly um, come into the nightmare that is the pickup and drop off line at your school because no system really is perfect. I know there are some that really do have it all together, but at one point, you know, you had to get that efficiency going, right? You At one point, it had to be bad before it got good. Um, and I feel like we're now with my kids at school in that, um, in that realm where we are still trying to figure it out. And right now it's just a mess. So in the past, what we've done is allowed parents to park their cars and walk up to the school to drop off their kid or pick up their kid. And they would just let all the kids come out. Um, And of course there were teachers and administrators outside kind of managing the chaos, but like everyone kind of knew what their role was. If you were expecting to see your parent, usually they were at the same spot every day and I don't know. I thought it was pretty efficient. The way that it always worked in the past seemed efficient to me. I never did park and walk up unless I showed up late. Um, I had a a really flexible schedule. So I've always just been able to park in the pickup line at a pretty early time and just sit there and wait until school got out. And then the kids, as soon as they came out, they would see my car and just hop in and off we'd go. Um, 
But, you know, if there was a day where I got there kind of later and I didn't want to sit in the line and have the kids wait outside, then I would just park my car and walk up. I liked having that option. And then, of course, you have the bus riders and they all know their role as well. Um, So I always thought it worked pretty efficiently. Well, about a week before school started, we got an email saying they were going to do away with the option to park your car and walk up to the school. Well, the second I saw that email, I was just like, oh boy, this is not going to go over well because a lot of people don't function well with change, um, which I can respect that. Um, But also you have so many parents who are trying to just get their kid and it's kind of like a... Um, like a free-for-all. Everyone kind of disregards anyone else. They are just there for their one job, which is to pick up their kid, which kind of just creates a little bit of confusion and chaos typically. So the first day, that's exactly what happened. The line to pick up your child was so long. It went out onto the main road in front of the kids' school and blocked both lanes of traffic because people were coming from both sides to pick up their kids. And so it just created this long line that literally sat there for an hour. People were sitting in this line for an hour. They couldn't get out. They couldn't turn around. Um, A lot of these people didn't even have kids to pick up at the school. They were just trying to drive and they got stuck in this traffic. So it was just chaos. Um, There were buses that weren't able to get into the parking lot. And so some kids didn't even get home on the bus until about five o'clock in the evening. And then there were parents who sat in the line for over an hour because it just never moved. Um, There was confusion on how to get the kids to the appropriate vehicle. It was just, you guys, it was a nightmare. So the next day, um, drop off was not too bad. I mean, I feel like drop-off is typically a lot smoother than pickup. Um, however, with just like the number of cars, the sheer volume of cars that were there to pick up or drop off was just more than usual. I think more people are choosing the option to drop off and pick up than there are people who ever rode the bus, which I'll touch on that in a minute. But um the third day when I had to drop the kids off, we were so far behind in the line. Now, listen, the, the school opens its doors at 825 and then school starts at 845. So I was in line at 827, way far back on an adjacent road that wasn't even the road in front of the school. So by the time I finally did pull up to the sidewalk that like walks up to the school, I was like, you guys just get out and walk on the sidewalk up to the school because otherwise you're not going to get there on time. So I let them get out and just walk up. I mean, honestly, it was like the safest thing. And yet they got in trouble for that and were told they can't do that. That's not an option. We're not allowed to do that. Okay, so now we can't even use the sidewalks. Like, I don't understand why we're making this so difficult. I feel like I should be able to just drop the kids off at least at the safest point and let them walk up. There's a sidewalk. They're not walking through the grass. So I don't know. It's just been kind of crazy. Um, You know, I, I am okay with the fact that I don't understand the why I just need it to work itself out and I'm hopeful that it will, but until then it's just kind of been a mess. And so um, anyway, all of this is to say that in the future, I will be probably spending a lot of time in this pickup line. And so that is where I intend on recording some of these episodes where we just talk about current events or um, just things that are going on in our lives. So that brings me to our next topic, which is TV. 
Okay, so I watch some trashy TV. I get made fun of for it. My daughter even says that I watch The Karen Show, which is The Real Housewives. So I do watch The Real Housewives of Orange County, and I used to watch The Real Housewives of New York. Now, I know that The Real Housewives of New York came out with a new season that has a completely new cast, and apparently there's been some drama with it because one of the girls dropped out like mid-season, so then they had to go back and edit the episodes that she was in and edit her out of those episodes. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Um, I don't know if I if I will. I guess if, if any of you watch it and you think that I should and that it would be interesting then, you know, let me know and I'll, maybe I'll give it a shot. But I just missed the seasons like season two and three with Bethany Frankel and Kelly Ben Simone and Alex McCord. I miss those seasons because they were just so unhinged. Ramona was so, so unhinged. Luann, so unhinged. I mean, that was like good TV because you could tell that they were just like being themselves and they were so inappropriate and they weren't doing it in a way to get ratings, which is what I feel like Real Housewives of Orange County does now. So I'm I'm watching Real Housewives of Orange County, the newest season. Um, they brought Tamara back. They have a new girl. They have Gina and Emily and um, Shannon and Heather Dubrow. I love Heather Dubrow. I'm a big Heather Dubrow fan. Um, I don't really care for like any of the others. I do like Emily because I feel like she's real and she's not afraid of confrontation. And this last episode, I don't know if you have seen it yet, but there was a part where she's having this FaceTime call with Shannon Bedore, who is just so toxic. She is an energy vampire, but uh, she's having this FaceTime call and she's trying to get off of it and she can't figure out how to work her iPhone. And I just feel like I've grown with this season because now I'm at this point in my life as I guess I'm technically, I don't know if I'm like a millennial. I think I'm a millennial. I don't really know. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm like right on the cusp of needing fucking reading glasses, which is like not something I can even talk about right now. Cause mentally I still feel like I'm just graduated from college. I don't know. I, I have a hard time accepting that I am now one of the people that has trouble with technology or seeing things up close. Like I just can't, don't, don't tell me that. Um, so I love Emily for the fact that she is just like unapologetic and herself. Shannon, I feel like is a complete energy vampire. Watching her this season talk to everyone about talking about her relation relationship with John, despite her talking about everyone else's relationship. I'm just like, do you girls ever watch these episodes back? Like, I, I have to wonder, do you see yourself on TV? Because I have imagined like if I was on a, a reality show like Real Housewives, I would rewatch and I would really, really watch myself and be like, what can I improve on? Like what, what do I need to change? Cause I think that would give me an eye-opening look into just who I am as a person. Would I watch it and think, yes, I was totally right in that situation. Or would I watch it and have a different perspective from the outside looking in and think, wow, I really was a villain or wow, I really could have done better at this or that or whatever. Maybe some people aren't very self-aware and like, wouldn't you view it that way? Like maybe that's not how Shannon Bedour watches herself back if she does. I don't know. But I feel like everyone has a Shannon in their life. Everyone has a Shannon that they have dealt with or are dealing with that is just a complete energy vampire who was always, always bitching and moaning about something. Um, and is just kind of like, 
I don't want to deal with this. I, I don't have the energy. I don't have the bandwidth to deal with you right now. I feel like if I were on the show, that's who I would be in that situation. It's just one of those people that's like, girl, you are too much for me. I can't. I need to just distance myself. And I feel like that's exactly what everyone on the cast is doing this season with Shannon specifically. But I also feel like the rest of the cast is just really kind of acting out of pocket just in the hopes of good ratings. So like when they're at Nobu and Tamara throws a napkin in the new girl's face, I feel like nobody would really act like that. Like who at Nobu, this like established restaurant in Orange County or like even in LA, like who's acting like this in public with their group of friends? I have a hard time believing that they're not influenced by the fact that there are cameras present and there's a contract on the line. That's why I liked Real Housewives of New New York, like the early seasons, because I felt like they were really, they put their Balenciaga outfits and everything, like the, the glam squad and all of that stuff aside, and they just really did talk about like the real shit. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe you guys would disagree and I'd love to hear it, but I don't know. That's what I loved about Real Housewives of New York. I feel like OC is just, I don't know. I'm still watching it because I just feel like I'm loyal in that way and I can't not watch it now, but I still feel like this season has been a snooze fest. And speaking of snooze fest, if anyone is watching and just like that, which is the spinoff from Sex and the City. I need to talk to somebody about this because I used to be a big Sex and the City fan when I was in college. I thought I I thought I was Charlotte. I was like I'm going to have the you know the cute little dog and the cute outfits and I'm going to wear heels all the time and drink a cosmopolitan even though it tastes like acetone. I I thought that I could relate to these women. Now I watch back and I'm like who did I think I was? What a mistake that was because these women are just like so problematic in every episode, especially Carrie, who there are so many issues that we could unpack for another episode. But all of this is to say, I was a very big fan of Sex in the City and I liked how risky the show was at times, although it was very unrealistic um, a lot of the time, the majority of the time. I still liked that the show took risks and talked about topics that were relevant. So now we have And Just Like That, which is this reboot so many years later. Um, obviously, Samantha is no longer a part of the, the cast. Um, so you have that big missing piece. The first season, I felt like, wasn't great. I felt like they were trying really, really hard to be woke and to like pander to the current you know societal climate that we're in now um, and be like almost too relevant that they made themselves like unrelevant. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I just felt like they were trying way, way, way too hard to like include all these different types of people and pander to so many different types of like beliefs and like politics and just so much that like there was no storyline. There was no real storyline. And it just, maybe the storyline was just so far removed from what the show used to be that it was really hard to connect to it and to connect these characters. And then season two came out and they went even further. Like I cannot stand Miranda and Shay's or Che's relationship. I can't. I can't stand it. I hate what she's done with her relationship with Steve. Um, her whole career as a lawyer has just been like thrown down the the pipe. I, I I just don't get it. I I feel like it's so jarring and like discombobulating that I'm just watching it. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Um, and then 
you know, Big was killed off because of some allegations against him. And now they're almost like destroying his character by saying that he was just a mistake because now Aiden is back in the picture. And there's like this weird disconnect with Aiden that I'm just like, ah, I just can't. I, I feel like this is not the way things were supposed to go. I don't know. The show is just so bad. And then I, I don't even know these other people and their storylines. I can't keep up with it all because there's so much going on that I can't even keep track of what's going on. It's just so bad. So Kelly, why are you still watching it? I don't know. I don't actually know. Probably because I don't have any friends. Okay, that's actually a lie because I do have friends, but I need somebody to talk to about this show. I used to be such a huge fan about of Sex and the City, and I feel like now in just like that is just doing it such an injustice. I had hopes that I would like in just like that as much as I liked Sex and the City. I hope that it would mature, but I feel like it's just regressed. So I don't know. Like, do you guys, do you feel me on this? Like, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you love the show? Cause like, I just, I can't. I don't think Shay or Che is funny at all. Her stand up is so painful to watch. It's so bad. How do we have all these brilliant creators and seasoned actors and writers a part of this show and it be so, so bad? Um, I don't know. Although I will say I have had recommendations to watch other shows. So um, this upcoming week, I'm going to try to give it a shot. Ted Lasso. I'm going to try to watch some Ted Lasso because I've heard that Ted Lasso is a great show. Um, So if you're a fan of Ted Lasso, then on the next episode, maybe I'll recap what I think about Ted Lasso. And then um, Only Murderers in the Building, I've heard, is also really good. And people keep recommending that to me. So maybe I'll try to give that a shot. And then there's a third one with Kaylee Kuoko. And it's like um, some sort of like murder podcaster on Hulu. It's like about these true crime podcasters who are struggling to make it. And there's like a murderer murderer in their building or something. I don't know. I'm going to try to watch it though because I keep hearing that it's very funny. So come back for my thoughts on that. I will just finish out my TV rant with this, though. They just don't make them like they used to, right? Like Friends and The Office. Those are my top two favorite shows that I can literally just have on in the background. I honestly get the most done when it comes to the podcast and writing and researching when I have The Office on in the background because I've seen it so many times that I don't actually have to watch it. I can know what's going on in the show without actually having to like divert my attention to it. It's just one of those great shows that you can have on in the background, but they can't write shows like that anymore because they would get canceled for some of these jokes that they used to make. They used to make so many jokes about Oscar's sexuality, and it always was really funny and like, but not in a way that was, you know, offensive to gay people. It was just like, can you believe this idiot boss? I don't know. I just, the show used to be so funny. Um, and now, you know, you can't make shows like that anymore. You can't make jokes like that anymore because people are so sensitive. And so hopefully these new shows that keep getting recommended um, will, you know, will be good and will fill that void that I seem to have for good TV anymore. Um, but we shall see. All right. So one of the um, podcasts that I've just recently started listening to is by a girl named Maddie Mitchell, Madison Mitchell. Um, It's called Parked Car Convos, and she is hilarious. I found her on TikTok. She has a great, dry sense of humor. Um, I absolutely love her. 
And on her podcast, she does something interesting that I thought maybe I could incorporate into these Mama Minute episodes, which is just discussing your peaks and valleys for the week. So Austin and I both try hard to stay grateful and to practice gratitude because it's not always easy to practice gratitude um, when things are tough. And so um, I think it's just important to be mindful of those things. So here are my peaks and valleys for the week. All right. Now my peak, if I'm being perfectly honest, is that my kids went back to school. (laughs) And I know that some people can't relate because they felt sad that their kids went back to school. And it's not that I'm not sad. It's just that I am grateful that I have some structure back in our lives. My kids love school. In fact, on our way home today, Jack made the comment that he wished school would have been longer because this week they cut all of the days short. Um, We live in the Midwest. And so... It has been extremely freaking hot. We've had this heat wave where temps have breached 100, sometimes even feeling like over 110 degrees. And there are some schools within our district that don't have air conditioning. Hello, it's 2023. Why don't some schools have air conditioning? I don't know. Um, My kid's school does have air conditioning. However, since some in the district don't, they've made this district-wide Um, shut down where the schools were letting out like two and a half hours early so that kids weren't stuck in these hot classrooms. So I totally get that. Um, But anyway, Jack made the comment coming home that he wished school would have lasted longer because he loves school. And I said, what was your best part about today? And he said, probably towards the end when our teacher let us listen to CNN, (laughs) which I was like, wait, what? Um, They're listening to the news. So, um, you know, great, good, great for them. I don't know what he's listening to. I need to ask him more about it. But um, Kennedy, too, was very excited to see her friends. We all thrive in this house on structure. And so I was very grateful when the kids went back and we had some routine back in our lives. And I was able to focus more on um, the podcast and getting things back in order. We just released all of the details or at least finalized the details for our next live event, which I'm so excited about. Our first live event was so fun. I could not wait to do another one. And so... Our first one was in July. Our next one is going to be in October, right before Halloween. In fact, it's the Thursday before Halloween. And I did that on purpose because I want it to have like a Halloween spooky theme. It's going to be even better than the first show. I'm so freaking excited. I was a little bit nervous because when I released the tickets, we did a pre-release to our Patreons, of course. And... um, We have about 150 tickets available this time, which is a little bit more than, I think it's like 10 more than um, our last show. I think we had 140 tickets for the last one. And the last one did sell out. However, this one with it being in, you know, during the school year, people have like practices and, um, you know, their obligations during the school year. I was afraid that it wouldn't be as successful as the first show. So I release these tickets. Um, I have a VIP section and then we have a general admission section and the VIP section already sold out in like two days. So I'm so thankful and relieved because I was really nervous about how this was going to go over, but it turns out it looks like we're probably going to sell out again. And I am so grateful. I cannot express how much I appreciate people's support. And I see a lot of people um, on the list of people who have bought tickets, their names that I recognize that bought tickets from the first one or maybe expressed interest in wanting to go to the first one but couldn't, and now they get to go to this one. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to see everybody's faces. 
um, and to just let them know how much I appreciate their support of Mama Mystery and our our work, I guess. Super, super excited for that. So I was able to do that this week um, because my kids went back to school. So next week, I'm hoping for even more progress because hopefully that will be like an actual full week where they go the full days and I can get even more done. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Let's see. What would my, my valley for the week be? If I'm being honest, the valley isn't so much to do with myself as it is just everyone around me. I feel like there has been a lot of heartache this week. There has been a lot of stress because there's people within our community who have been suffering. Um, There's one girl named Haley who is from our town who just passed away from, I believe, breast cancer. I didn't actually know her, um, but a lot of my friends know her. And so, you know, my heart just goes out to them because it sounds like she was a really incredible girl and she died really, really young from this horrible disease. Um, And then there was another guy who came down with this like freak, um, freak like blood disease or blood infection. Uh, I won't say names because I'm, I'm not trying to like, you know, reveal that, you know, obviously on a podcast, but a lot of people that I know, know him and they were really worried that he wasn't going to pull through. And so just seeing all of this on my feed and being surrounded by people who know and love these other people, my heart just breaks for them. And then of course you see everything else that's going on with like random houses exploding, which is just like literally that sentence is real. Houses are exploding because of these like natural gas leaks or faulty hot water heaters or whatever. Um, I'm actually doing a story next week on Robert Fisher. Um, and if you know, you know, but I I had to research like these houses exploding and it's actually crazy how frequent this happens. And literally as I was watching or researching um, information on this story, I got an alert on my phone about a house in our city, our home city that exploded this week and killed a teenager. So like, I don't know, it just really worries me Um, it's something so, so small, you know, like leaving a burner on, on your stove or like, you know, literally the smallest thing could create such a huge explosion or a huge, um, tragic accident. It's really eye opening. Um, and then everything going on in Maui. I don't know if anyone is like really familiar with what's going on in Maui. I knew that there were some wildfires and that the, the island was getting destroyed, But I I guess I didn't realize just the depth of it and how serious the situation got for a lot of people who were literally stranded in their homes. And I read some really disturbing information about kids who were released early from school because of the fires who were then trapped in their homes because the fire surrounded their home and these kids perished in their home alone because they had nowhere to go because they were trapped in their homes. And then same for cars, like people were blocking off roadways and so people couldn't leave and escape the fires. And so they literally perished in their car because they had nowhere to go. I mean, I cannot fathom the terror that these people were feeling. And so when you think about that and you think about not just the fact that like homes and everything were destroyed, but like people suffered in these fires in like astronomical amounts. I mean, they they had not very much warning to get out 
and then they just succumb to these fires. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, if you don't know a lot about it, I, I I would implore you to learn more, but just know that it's like freaking gut-wrenching and heartbreaking. And then you have these reports of our president. I never get political on here, okay? But you have these reports of our, our president going down there and talking about him and his experience with a fire in the past and how he like almost lost his cat or something. And I'm just like, are you really going to be that person right now who kind of like undermines everyone else's pain and trauma to talk about your own? Are you going to be the one upper who derails the conversation to be about yourself and you think you're being relatable, but you're actually being really offensive? Like say what you want, if you voted for him or not, can we just agree that that's really inappropriate in a time like this when people are suffering and an island is suffering for you to make it about yourself and something you went through in an attempt to relate? You can't. You can't possibly relate to what these people are going through and have been through. You can't. So don't even try. Just don't even try. It's not appropriate. And let this just be a lesson that if you are being told a story about other people's pain, maybe we don't try to make it about ourselves in that moment. You know, maybe we don't look a cancer victim in the eye and talk about that one time we broke our toe in fifth grade. Like, let's just not make it about ourselves and let this le- be a lesson to those people to just listen to people and be there for them in that moment when they need it. Just listen. That's all you have to do. Sometimes the best support you can give somebody is just being present in their time of need. And a lot of times there's nothing you could say or do to make a situation better for someone else except just be present for them. So I don't know, maybe that's just my two cents. Take with that what you will. So the last thing I want to talk about are um, the some trips that we just took and then trips we're about to take. So we just got back from Branson. Um, and if you're not familiar with the Midwest, um, Branson is like a city in Missouri that is kind of like a Vegas for families. That's like the best way that I can kind of describe it. I had never been to Branson. This was my first time ever being to Branson. So we took the kids to Big Cedar Lodge, which is this resort down there. It's on Table Rock Lake. Um, Big Cedar is absolutely gorgeous. And there is not a single detail that Johnny Morris left undone. So Johnny Morris is the CEO, founder of Bass Pro Shops, and he is the one that like created this Big Cedar Lodge resort. And it really is so cool and so magical. Um, we did bring our infant baby. He's not, I guess he's not an infant. He's a toddler. He's, um, like 20 months old. So whatever he's, he is a baby in my eyes. Um, we did bring him with us. I do have some regrets about that one because the timing was just so poor. Like he ended up getting croup the day before we left for Branson, which croup is just the most God awful, like virus that these kids get. And it's, it's like a treatable thing, but it sounds awful. And like your, your heart just breaks for them because their cough sounds so painful. It's like a barking cough. And I felt terrible for him. I was so worried that he wasn't going to be well enough to go on this trip, but I took him to urgent care the day before we were supposed to leave. He got a steroid shot in his butt and then a, um, 
breathing treatment. But the whole trip, he was just kind of miserable, which kind of just made everyone else miserable. So I guess maybe it was more so just the timing of bringing him with us. Ideally, I probably should have left him at home with a family member, but... Um, and maybe we could have done a few more things, but it all worked out in the end. We got to do some really fun things. We went to Fun Mountain, um, which is at Big Cedar, and Fun Mountain has like this incredible bowling alley. And this is like not sponsored by Big Cedar, by the way. Um, but hey, Big Cedar sponsor me. Anyway, um, this is not like a paid advertisement for Big Cedar, but it truly was like one of the coolest family places we've ever been. And we've been to Clearwater. Um, we've been to Lake of the Ozarks, which is not um, an ideal, was not an ideal trip for us. Anyway, um, Big Cedar was definitely, it ranks pretty high. So Fun Mountain is this huge facility that has this bowling alley that looks like it's within an aquarium and they've got like these arcade games and this really cool laser tag, which you guys, I had the most fun playing laser tag, blasting these kids. Okay. I took all of my frustrations from the summer, all this pent up anxiety and angst that I had and stress. I just went ham on some of these kids. And I was like, I'm taking, I'm not taking it easy on anybody. I am not above beating all these kids in this game. And that's exactly what I did. And there were other adults in there too. I did not go easy on them either. Um, you guys, I had the absolute most fun. I was sweating. I, I had no regard for anyone else and I had so much fun <laughs> and my kids actually did have so much fun. We teamed up against other families that were there and I was like, you guys, we have to be very tactical about this. Like we have this area, we're going to go guard this area. You guard that ramp, you guard that ramp. I'm going to guard the, the balcony up above and nobody it gets to come up here. This is our territory. We took it very, very seriously. Okay. Cause we are a family of winners, <laughs> but anyway, it was actually so fun. Um, they had so many things to do there that we didn't even get to do everything. They have like pontoon boats that you can rent, which was very, came very highly recommended to rent a pontoon boat. We didn't end up doing that because we didn't have a lot of time, but we did do the laser tag more than once. Um, we did the bowling, which was so fun. We spent time at Top of the Rock, which is absolutely stunning. Austin and I, we golfed one of the days, which was really fun and just absolutely gorgeous. The most beautiful golf course I've ever seen. Uh, what else did we do? We ate great food. They have some great restaurants up there. Um, and then we went to the Titanic exhibit because Jack has this fascination with the Titanic. So we absolutely had to go there. And that is where I discovered the strip that's on Branson. And the strip is, that's that's what made me think that Branson is kind of like a family Vegas because there's so many things. They have this huge aquarium. They have this building that looks like it's upside down um, with like trees and everything and the pillars. Everything looks like it's upside down. Um, they have go-kart tracks that have like you know, uh, levels to it. Like you can go up these spirals, like to do, it's freaking crazy. Um, so anyway, next time I think we're going to have to plan for more time. We're definitely going to go back, but that was super fun. And our next trip is going to be just Austin and I, we are going to Orlando, Florida for crime con. And I am so excited. I know you guys have heard me talk about this before. If you're going to be in Orlando or in that area from September 21st to the 24th, 
I hope you will try to come to CrimeCon. If you want to go and get a pass, you can use the code Mama Mystery for, I think it's 10% off your pass. Um, anyway, it is going to be absolutely incredible. We're going to be on Podcast Row. Super excited about that. I'm very excited to meet some of my other um, favorite true crime content creators and podcasters on Podcast Row. But I'm also very excited because there are going to be some speakers there like Brian Enton. Um, He's going to be there. He's been diligently covering the Idaho case. He covered the Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie story very closely. That's actually probably how I became familiar with him was through his coverage on that case. Um, Dr. Michael Bodden is going to be there. And if you don't know, he has hosted the show Autopsy on HBO, and he is a famous medical examiner. So he's going to be there. Um, Also, the the attorneys from the Murdoch case on both sides. So Alec Murdoch's defense attorneys are going to be there and Creighton Waters, the state uh, prosecuting attorney from that case is going to be there. Very excited about that. Camille Vasquez is going to be there. She was the one of the attorneys on Johnny Depp's team during the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. There are just, I mean, I could go on and on. Chris Hansen, he's going to be there. Josh Mankiewicz, he's one of the correspondents for Dateline is going to be there. You guys, this is like my Disney. I am so freaking excited about this. I can't even put it into words. You can bet that I'm going to be doing an episode probably solely on that whole experience. Cannot wait. Um, So excited. So if you happen to be down there, I hope that you'll come. And if you do come, I hope that you will um, find me and, you know, come say hi if you do end up going. All right. Now we are going on like 40 minutes at this point. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and wrap this up because I feel like I've talked enough and... I don't know if you're bored or if you've enjoyed this. You're just please going to have to let me know. Um, And if you ever have a topic that you want me to talk about on these types of episodes, I really, really want to like make more of these, especially now that the kids are back in school, I will be more available to make stuff like this. And when it's unscripted and um, just conversational like this, it's obviously so much easier because I don't have to develop the script and write the script, which takes days to do. So doing formats like this is so much easier to produce more. And I want to do that for you. So if you've enjoyed this, please let me know. If there's anything you want me to talk about, please let me know. I plan on having guests on in the future. Um, So thank you so much for sticking this out with me. I hope that you have a great weekend. I hope you had a great week. Come back next time for more Mama Minutes with me. All right. I don't know how to close this out without Austin saying Mama Mystery out. So Mama Minute out, I guess. Bye. (laughs) 